Welcome to another edition of the broadcast, and I'm Vicky Barcelona, and with me as always is Sarah. Oh, hey. Uh, what is our contact info, Sarah? I'm so glad you asked. We have an Instagram. It's the broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029, or you can email us at thebroadcast999 at gmail.com. Yay! Yay! And actually, I think we didn't get a message. Let's see. I was looking at them while we were on our break, and then I would look at them and then forget, too. Wow. You probably didn't even respond, did you? I did respond to one last night, actually. Oh, oh I'm so proud. Um, because apparently Adam and Everett messaged oh. me, and he's like, when Vicky's dad comes to fix my cable, I can't help but feel lucky. What are the chances? And it's funny because my dad came home. He's like, yeah, somebody that like was on a podcast or whatever or listens to the show or something. I don't think you really understood. That's uh, what are you so saying? Funny. It's like, and not like then I get the text, and I'm like, that's so f- like that's funny. I love that he knew he was your dad. <laughs> you know, like what well, are the he, odds of that? Well, my dad said he like he remembered him because um, I think they when we when I brought my dad to like one of our baseball events, oh, he met my dad there. there. So I think he kind of remembered that. No one can ever forget Juan. My dad's pretty awesome. I love my yes. dad. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, that was the, the message we got. Uh, but I've been saving these. So while we were off, I did get a bunch of these saved because I love oh. these. I love the uh, are you an a-hole, am I an a-hole kind of story. Oh, I love these too. Um, but I have quite a few and I want you to pick which one you okay, want to okay. go into. Give me the options. Okay. The guy telling his genius brother that he's a jerk. Okay. A woman asks if she's wrong for showing her friend the real version of parenthood. Okay. Or a woman doesn't want to wear a bra to work and coworkers call her unprofessional. <laughs> I feel like all these are up your alley. They are. <sighs> Let's do the bra one. The bra one. Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously this is from Reddit. Um, so she says, this is easily the most absurd controversy that I haven't been involved in my life. Dun, dun, dun. Day one of my new job. I wear a sweater and pants to work. I do not wear a bra. I have never worn a bra for two years at my previous job and nobody has ever brought it up. I obviously have not been wearing a bra at home for the past year during lockdown. I hate bras. I find them very uncomfortable and unnecessary. Which, funny enough, like the last year, I've been wearing a bra less and less just because I'm either at home or if I go to the store, I'm wearing a hoodie anyway. So what's the point of putting a bra oh, on? Oh, so you don't wear a bra on when you go to the store? No, especially oh, if I'm wearing a hoodie. Okay. I don't really wear a bra at home at all anyways. And all the bras I do wear are just comfier ones. <laughs> yeah, like a sports bra or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people came up to me during the day and say that what I'm wearing is inappropriate and that I should wear a bra to work. This is a new job. I don't even know any of these people. I'm literally wearing a sweater. You can't see anything. I'm all covered up. You can't see anything except, you know, the shape of my boobs, I guess. One woman literally told me these words as as she was complaining about my clothes. I have large boobs, but I feel like what I'm wearing is completely normal. That's the unfortunate thing. Even if you're wearing a bra and you have big boobs. They're They're still going to be out there. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you're wearing. You could be wearing a parka and they'll still be out there. Uh, Day two of my new job. I do not wear a bra, but I wear a t-shirt and a jacket on top of that. I'm even dressed even more conservatively that day. Two more people give me similar criticism. So she's wearing the jacket over it. Um, 
One of them is a secretary of my supervisor. So this is getting serious. I mean, I mentioned to her that the office literally has no dress code and that employees can wear what is comfortable. She says that there is an unspoken etiquette to be followed. She also mentioned the shape of my boobs were clearly visible. <laughs> For the two years I spent in my previous office, I did not wear a bra once. I usually wore sweaters or T-shirts or blouses, most of the time with a jacket. And even though I may have large breasts, I did not see it as inappropriate or a problem. Am I the a-hole here? Um, And she did mention, like, you cannot see my nipples through my clothes. A lot of you seem to be under that impression. Apparently, it's obvious I'm not wearing a bra even when my nipples are not visible. I mean, yeah, you can definitely tell when someone's wearing a bra or not. Right. Especially if you have big boobs. My thing is, I'm surprised that, like, she could have gone to HR and been like, people are commenting about my boobs. Oh, yeah, she could have gone to HR for sure. Even if they were women saying these things. I mean. This is a tricky one. Because, I mean, especially if you don't have a dress code. Yeah, maybe this is what's going to enforce them to get a dress code. But right. even in the dress code, I don't even know if you can put. You have to wear, you you have have to to wear, wear undergarments. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. I, I feel like it'd probably be illegal. Um, it's like an unspoken rule. Like, I feel like if she was wearing like really loose tank tops or whatever. Where, like, they're basically plunging out. Like, okay, that might be a little... I mean, I'd be excited for that. But I feel like that might be inappropriate, I guess, for a workplace. But I feel like... Yeah, but if her her boobs... They're sexualizing her. But if they're, like, that big and multiple people have noticed that she's not wearing a bra, I I assume that it's very noticeable. And it's big out there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe a little saggy. I I don't know. Uh, Somebody writes, um, they said, the real question is whether this is a hill you want to die on. Bras are pretty standard attire requirement, reasonable or not. And as a new person in the office, you really do not have credibility to push back on that expectation without serious career repercussions. If people notice you are not wearing a bra, something about your outfit was off. I say you're not an a-hole, but you need to wear a bra or find some way for it to be unnoticeable that you are bra free if you want to be able to focus on your work at work. Yeah, honestly, I kind of agreed with that. Yeah. I'm all about, like, free the boob and, like, do what you want. But I will say I've been in situations where friends or coworkers don't have a bra on. And it's very distracting. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, man, woman, whatever. It's just, like, not the norm. And they're, like, out there. And for me, it's more pleasing. Just, like, have the bra on. Like, sorry if it's uncomfortable. But obviously people are noticing and are distracted. I'd wear, like, like, a bralette that doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, wear the bralette that has no support. You probably can barely feel it, but, hey, you're, at least you're wearing a bra. Right. Uh, somebody says not uh, – or companies have standards of dress. When I was a flight attendant, it was actually in our dress code that bras, hose, and shapewear had to be worn. This was in the early 2000s. The airlines are, you know – they're the most customer-facing jobs, have uniform and dress codes that are meant to reach across a broad spectrum of standards of professionalism. Like, I get maybe a, a flight attendant because they, they, they're they very, like, they're a uniform, basically. But if you're at a place that doesn't have a uniform, that seems a little stupid. It's like if a guy could wear, like, a T-shirt that's, just, you know, whatever, then I don't know. So you think she should be fine without wearing a bra? I feel like in a perfect world, it shouldn't matter. But, but yeah, it shouldn't I mean, matter. But unfortunately, like, we're still in the world where... Like, I mean, do you want are the norm? Like, do you really want to be fired over this? I mean, unless you want to go to the uh, HR department and complain about it and see what happens. If you're yeah, she could start a freaking war, but then that's probably going to be her reputation. And she is the new girl. And like, do you already want this 
much mm-hmm. turmoil within the company. Like, and, how uncomfortable is a bra, really? And somebody else writes, if you're in, in a, over an A cup, people are going to be able to tell when you're not wearing a bra. Doubly, if it's cold in the office, no one is staring at your chest. But if your breasts are flopping and bouncing and your nipples are showing through your blouse, you need to wear something underneath, at least for work. Uh, even if it was just a bralette or a snug-fitting cami, every man I know wears an undershirt to work for the exact same reason, minus the bouncing part. Yeah, I always see guys wearing undershirts, like a tank top, under their, like, dress shirts. But I always thought it was for, you know, so their nipples don't poke out and also so it doesn't rub on the nipples yeah that's I what know. i thought too i don't know i never knew why i always thought because they were cold when i was a kid <laughs> they just want that extra little layer someone says uh, i uh, i agree with this uh is this the hill you want to die on 99 percent of the time employers cannot mandate what kind of undergarments their employees choose to wear there are a few exceptions but an office setting is not one of them yeah kind of like the whole at an airline you're wearing like an, a uniform um, so not the a-hole, but I can say that the, if this annoys your boss enough, they will magically find another reason to let you go. Heck, you're not even past your probation period. They don't need a reason to let you go. Try finding a sports bra, something with no wire, and it's relatively comfortable. Something that doesn't squish you. That's just a suggestion. Like, honestly, but she, I never heard that her boss was the one that was the problem. It was the boss's secretary, which granted if yeah, she's still, people. but I mean, if the secretary, you know, starts talking crap about her, about other stuff, then they won't let her. They might, you know, start lying. And honestly, it could be sometimes there's that woman competition thing, especially in the office. Yeah. Which is unfortunately still a thing. Well, and then if it's like distracting to multiple people, I mean, the boss is going to hear about it by multiple employers mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well. Do I satisfy all of these employers that have been here for a while or the new person? Mm -hmm. Well, this person kind of has a good middle thing, I think. It says, I don't think she has to change her behavior right away. I would go to HR and explain the situation, tell them you've gotten several complaints from coworkers and you want to make sure that you're not being out of out of compliance. This will establish that you are genuinely trying to meet your company's expectations and guidelines. It will also establish that people are commenting on your body, which may be an issue, too, and is important to be documented. Don't go in aggressively, rather with an attitude of amusement and looking for advice navigating this. Um, Bitch, just put on a bra. <laughs> oh my god, get over it. It might also. Yeah, it's never. Yeah. It's not comfortable to anyone. Trust me. If if it was the the land of the free or whatever, and girls could like bras weren't a thing, that'd be great. I mean, Minus I, when we're running and then they like hit us, yeah. not in the face because our boobs aren't that big. Vicky, yeah, but you know. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes I do like the way my boobs look in a bra as opposed to not a bra. It just kind of oh, smooths true. out and it's stuff. But. I don't mind advertising, but there are times where I'm super stressed out and I'll be in the car like after a stressful day and just like rip my bra off. And I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) You're like, I feel more at peace now. Right? Uh, They say it might also matter who the coworkers are that are complaining. So are they super religious? Might be more easily offended. No offense meant here. Just saying the certain groups are more conservative and traditional. Not saying she shouldn't wear a bra, but she needs to get a clarification on the issue. Not the a-hole per se, but you may have to compromise here to have a successful work environment. Uh, edit a lot of people make the argument that she shouldn't go to hr because they won't want to deal with a problem employee long term and will fire her before the probation period is up this is certainly a possibility so i'll add if uh, the original poster really doesn't want to compromise and wear some sort of bra and that's her right then when people make these comments to her she should say loudly please do not make comments about my body it's making me uncomfortable document who said it who else was there the time date location and document that she was hesitant to take it to hr because she feared for her job make sure these notes are emails to yourself or another method that has a timestamp showing when you wrote it the only other people who should be mentioning this issue to the original poster are 
HR, not other co-workers. If they are uncomfortable with this brawless state, they should speak to HR, not the original poster. This can be construed as sexual harassment. I see mm-hmm. this as a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, I guess they could go to HR themselves, the people who complain about it. Right. That's It's a little silly that they – like, I mean, if it really bothers you, then go talk to HR. That's really who you should be talking to. Dang, if she does end up, like, quitting or get fired, dude, she should just totally flash everyone right before she walks out. <laughs> After she wins a settlement or something. Goodbye, mother effers. You'll never see these guys again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. We have time for at least one more. Do you want to do the jerk brother or the the friend showing the real version of parenthood? Let's do the jerk brother. Okay. So am I the a-hole for telling my brother that his crush dislikes him because he's an a-hole, not because he's too smart? So I have a younger brother who's 13 who is a child prodigy and I won't give too many details because he's well known in the academic circles of our country and attends an institute of higher education. So it sounds like this kid's already in college or something. Naturally, people are impressed with his intelligence and he's quite popular and makes friends easily. Our parents dote on him and never told him no. As a result, he's become very arrogant, condescending and disrespectful to people he deems below him. And that's Mm. just about everyone. Lately, he's uh, been openly talking about a girl he's crushing on, and much to his dismay, she's quite unimpressed with him. He often complains to my parents and I about his failed attempts to befriend her. I understand why she dislikes him. On one occasion, he invited her over for a school project, and I overheard their interaction. He was constantly talking over her, dismissing her ideas, and even calling them stupid. 99% of the time, he was talking about himself and his accomplishments, being in the news articles, his future plans, etc. The poor girl obviously seemed uncomfortable. He quizzed her about her career aspirations, and when she answered, he proceeded to point out it was a bad career path. (laughs) Today, he was once again complaining about her and said that she's obviously intimidated by his superior intellect, and he claims that all girls only like stupid guys and that women are emotional. Sadly, my parents agreed and kept assuring him that this girl's obviously uncomfortable with the fact that he's so accomplished and awesome. After hearing this nonsense many times, I finally told him that his crush dislikes him because he behaves like an obnoxious, know-it-all a-hole. I explained that he'd probably have a chance if he showed some modesty instead of talking down on this girl so much. So my parents obviously think I'm an a-hole for saying this. They said that it was horrible of me to say this to a 13-year-old and that he's just a child. If he's just a child, he's going to college. He's so smart. He's not just a child. (laughs) I told them that he needs to realize that his personality is becoming a problem and that his crush dislikes him because he's an a-hole, not because he's too smart. So am I the (laughs) a-hole? This is an easy one. Uh, Can you guess where I side with this? Not an a-hole. Oh, he's not an a-hole at all. No, the older brother is not. God, like, First of all, like, that's how he's acting. Someone needs to call him out for it. And it's your brother. Like, you're that's allowed how siblings to. talk to each other anyway. Like, ugh, you're, so, you're not doing a great job as parents. Like, yeah, cool. He's accomplished. He's smart. And he's probably going to make a lot of money one day. Cool. But if he's an a-hole, you, you, no, you're not doing the world a favor. Well, and he has no idea that how he's being an a-hole. Like, he obviously isn't getting it if that's how he's trying mm-hmm. to like flirt with this girl. So maybe like his brother being like, "Hey, like, let's let's try to be on a normal human, not genius right. level here. This is how women want to be treated, not like how like you're a doing human it. being, not like somebody that's beneath you." Yeah, 
um, some like someone says, uh, not the a-hole, you're actually doing him a favor for him to learn this lesson now. Your parents are setting him up for failure. Regardless of intelligence and ability, a huge part of success is also likability and uh-huh. the ability to get along with others. I have seen several brilliant people get nowhere because their complete lack of emotional intelligence. Yes. Uh, this reminds me of the scene in The Social Network where the girl says, you are probably going to be a successful computer person, but you're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that that won't be true. It's because you're an a-hole. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, but that's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not the a-hole. Your parents are most at fault. However, they're raising a narcissist, mo- narcissistic monster and they need to teach him manners before it's too late. Um, someone says not the a-hole please continue giving your brother a dose of reality since your parents seem to be determined to raise him to be an incel uh, if the google incel it's it's a term on the internet very very long to explain but yes okay. basically they're guys um, the very short version dumbed down version is that they're they're guys who are you know crap on women but then complain that like oh we're always in the friend zone and it's these you know, gross women who don't like us and blah, blah, blah. And they're just very horrible people. (laughs) Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, It was a little wake up call since he seemed genuinely perplexed. I think this is the, this might be the brother saying this. Like his brain couldn't compute that his behavior will cause some people to dislike him. I absolutely blame my parents who worship the very ground he walks on. Like he was so confused to hear that. Yeah. You know, I'm not surprised he was really confused, and I have no idea, obviously, what it's like to be that smart. Mm-hmm. So he, like, doesn't, he probably doesn't understand that a lot of other people don't understand how his brain is thinking, mm-hmm. because to him, he's like, this is so obvious, what the hell, right. you guys are all dumb. Well, especially because his parents have been just fueling this basically his entire life. So it's like I mean, everyone do probably no, yeah, has though. He cannot do any wrong. So when he realized he did something wrong, that must have been the shock to him. Well, yeah, he must be like, but I'm perfect. But yeah, but I'm the smartest. I'm smarter than all of you. And because so I'm the I'm smartest, every, yeah, everyone should love me because I'm smarter. Well, and it's like everyone's praising him. I mean, the right. fact that you have a genius son that's probably at Harvard at 13, like I would be like, damn, that's impressive. But. No, you have to be on the like, emotional level, too. Right. You have to learn. Uh, this is uh, not the a-hole. Your brother's old enough for some tough love. And although your parents could stand to be more firm with him, your, uh, with your brother, the advice is probably more effective coming from you. I think, yeah, he did, a, he did exactly what he needed to do as a brother. I think the parents need to step in, though. Oh, yeah, too. no. They, they, they're, mm-hmm. And I have think, the brothers back. I'm wondering if they're just seeing uh, money send, like money signs when they look at the little kid, like the 13-year-old. Oh, hell yeah. It's like he's going to be rich one day. I know it. <laughs> I don't um, want to get on his bad side even at 13. Uh, I do have one more. I think we got time for one more. Okay, let's do it. Uh, it's uh, a woman asks if she is wrong for showing her friend the real version of parenthood. Woo! Oh, you're going to get mad at this at so many levels. Oh, no. So here are the players. There's me. Her name is Jill. She's 35. Husband is 40. Jill, or excuse me, Jill is the friend. So there's me, the person reading the story. Jill is the 33-year-old friend with no kids. And then this woman has four kids. She's got a 10-year-old boy, an 8-year-old boy, a 5-year-old girl, and a a 1-year-old boy. Holy moly. It's a lot of boys. And she's the one that's married. Yes, the one with the kids. 
So she says, I have known Jill since we were in high school. Jill has always dreamed of being a mom. Recently, she had asked me if she could come stay with me for a few days to shadow me and just get an idea of being a mom. Like it's a freaking job or something. Jesus. I mean, it is a so job. It's a full-time job. It is a job, but not one where you need to shadow somebody, right? That's just. I mean, that's the joke of like babysitting, right? It's like the best birth control. Right. You it's, get a little job tryout and then you're like, okay, not my thing. I mean, it's. Don't get me wrong. Motherhood and being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time job, and it is a thankless job for a lot of moms. However, the idea of shadowing just seems so... It's so funny. So pris... I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, now, I'm a stay-at-home mom, though I do work from home part-time while um, while also going to school full-time. So she's a full-time mom, oh my God, full-time student, and a part-time worker. That's too much. <laughs> Husband is the main breadwinner and is very actively involved with child raising. And after talking with husband, we agreed that Jill can come stay with us for and made room in the house for her. I've always been honest with Jill about being a parent. I've never said that it's the greatest thing ever or even made it seem like it was all like sunshine and rainbows. I've always told her how challenging being a parent can be, especially when the kids are, well, kids and act up and don't listen or bicker between other, you know, each other or any number of other kid things. And that's what I hate when people are like, nobody ever told me it was going to be this hard. It's literally one of the hardest things in the world. You're taking care of like another human being. That yeah, like a real creature. That likes to hide and crap his pants and won't tell you that he went poo. And one you can't just leave and lock the door and go right. somewhere. It's not like a dog, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the smiles uh, and the just cause, just because hugs and kisses, the random drawings and the snuggles while watching movies, like, you know, she does share those good things too. So... After getting an idea of what Jill wanted and how she m- thought it might go, I gave her a schedule of one of my typical days. I asked if she had any questions or anything. She said she didn't. And she laughed and said, how hard could it be? You can do it. I just said, you'll see. <laughs> uh, that is like the worst thing you could say, especially to a mom. How hard could this be? And it, with four? Four. I mean, if it was one, like, okay. like I mean, I'm not saying it's not a handful, but... Dude, I think about that with, like, people who have twins. Yeah. Oh, they're the same age. I follow somebody on TikTok that they were trying to have one more. I think they might. I don't remember if they did IVF or not or if it was natural. Um, But they had a girl and they wanted one more baby and they ended up with four. (gasps) She had triplets? Quadruplets. Oh, she ended up four with at once. So five total. Yeah. There's three girls and a boy that she gave birth to just recently. Oh, my God. And then it was in Texas, so they had the snowstorm, so she couldn't see them for a week because they were in the ICU because they were little because they're, you know, multiple. Dude, her poor vagina. No, they did C-section. Her poor C-section-ness. Her stomach. (laughs) Okay, so let me tell you what her typical day was. So beginning at 6 a.m. on the first day, which is when my schedule starts, I woke Jill up and started the day. She complained nonstop about how tired she was, how she didn't feel like doing any of the daily chores, like cooking, cleaning, laundry, kids, working, and schooling. She was asleep on the couch by 8 (laughs) p.m. I woke her up to get her to bed, but other than that, I let her sleep. Each day, it was the same. I would wake her up at 6 a.m. and she would complain all day long and be asleep by 8 p.m. My days usually end by 11 p.m. By day four, she was crying to me and saying she no longer wanted to be a mom or a wife. And it was all my fault. And I tried to explain to her that that's what my days consisted of. And they may or may not be what hers will be like as a mom and a wife. It's not necessarily the same experience for each parent. Yeah. Especially if she's going to school, working part time and has four. Like you can have one and it would be a little less hectic than maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, after she left, this is where it gets me heated. I get a call from her fiance, her mother, her sister's brother, telling me that I'm an a-hole for forcing her to see how challenging being a parent can be. What? That I ruined her life and I was a piece of crap and I should have my have my family taken away from me because of what I did to Jill. Ew. It's like, am I the a-hole? Maybe I should have given her a better view of parenthood. Okay. This tells me that Jill is a piece of crap because she probably went back. She made me do this. Yeah, and they're supposed to be friends, right? Right. I'm sure she's the like lied and said this to like that Jill, that her friend forced her. Maybe she was just like so scarred from her experience. And she went back to her fiance and told her fiance that she doesn't want kids anymore and blah, blah, blah. And that was probably a big argument between them. So you can guess what people are saying. It's like, LOL, she's crazy. of course not the a-hole. I am child free for a lot of reasons. But one of them is that I saw with my own eyes how hard it was on my mom and dad, but especially my mom. And as a woman, despite 2021 being better than the 80s, it's still mostly the women doing the boring work with the kids and dad enjoying the Kodak moments. And I honestly don't want this. I think there should be a course in school about the harsh realities of being a parent and not just one where you get like a fake baby for a day, like something that's real. <laughs> Like something that's going to be harder than that. So only the motivated ones would decide to do it after, you know, and a few were teenage kids wanting the pretty baby smelling baby powder and cute smiles. Nope. Babies eat and puke and poop on top of being cute sometimes. That's the reality. <laughs> um, not everyone will have the same experience, but it's always good to get an idea of what you're in for. I believe I may be the a-hole because I could have changed my schedule when Jill was there and I could have given her an all happy view of being a parent, not just the raw unedited version of parenthood. But that's the reason she wanted to do this. She wanted yeah. what it to be. Ugh. The real deal. But the girl, she's 30. Jill is 30 years old, mind you. It's not like she's 19. <sighs> yeah, I think she just wants the the nice part of it. Yep. And I mean, it will be different, everyone's experience. And for me, I also think it'll be different with her own children. I think Jill isn't attached to these children at all. So there is not that like, I love you. Right. You know, there's like, you're just a child. Get away from me. <laughs> and also, dude, if Jill wants this like prissy, I want kids, but don't want to raise them in the hard times, hire a full-time nanny. Right. Or Shoot. just hang have out. Or you. you who takes care of the right. nights and the crying and the poop. And you just can just have the fun times. Mm. Like, and it's one of the things like my friends and I always talk about. It's just it's not my friend will never my best friend will never tell me it's all sunshine and rainbows because it's not. She tells me the crappy parts of it. Huh. Yeah. No pun intended. Literally. <laughs> and I mean, I, and I technically I don't have any kids, but I've been there for most. I have lived with my foster brother a I think majority of his life because uh -huh. um, I moved out. Well, maybe I think at least a little over half his life, right? Because he's yeah. almost three or two and a half. Um, so I was there when he was itty bitty, brand new, you know, changing diapers, feeding constantly, you know, and it's a lot of like cute snuggles. And we were lucky. Like he was a very easy infant. Yeah. Even with all his issues that he had, um, he was not a baby that would just cry for no reason. Let me tell you, though, I have a theory that if it's an easy infant, they are a crazy toddler. Is that what's happening now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny because his favorite word is no. It's like, do you want some of this? No. <laughs> do you want to play? No. Do you want to wear like, pants? No. It's like, are you done with your tantrum? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would be better. Easy baby hard toddler or hard baby easy toddler? Because they both sound 
pretty bad. Well, like, <laughs> or a part of it bad. I, yeah, I don't know. At least toddlers, like, if it was it, because they can like run around and get into crap. Yep. So if they were like cool, they would just be chilling. Yeah, like when they're they're they, yeah they'd kind of take care of them, like not take care of themselves, but they would be they wouldn't be getting into trouble basically. Yeah. And then I like you feel bad when it's like an itty bitty baby that's crying and like freaking out all the time because you don't know how to console them because you don't yeah. know what's wrong with them. So I it's mm, this chick's an a hole. Maybe she shouldn't reproduce because she's a dumbass. Yeah, unless unless she got all that money to. Or maybe she's going to be the breadwinner and then have the fiancé stay home and deal with the kid, mostly. Because um, we've, we've both talked about us having wanting to have kids. Yeah. Um, do you think you would want to be a stay-at-home mom for a while? Would you want them to be this, you know, your spouse to be the stay-at-home parent? Would you, like, for a certain amount of time? I definitely believe in the stay-at-home parent thing. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I've always thought I mean, I just don't get it for myself or kind of get it in general is to have a kid or children and then have somebody else raise them. Right. Much. Like, because I have a lot of friends who are nannies and they spend more time with the kid than their parents actually do. And, and like sad. they see the first crawl, the first steps, the first word, like they experience that first and like send the parents the videos, you know? Or, like, they'll be around the parent when they think that's the first time it's happened, but mm-hmm. they know. It's not. It's not. So, for me, that's, like, so weird. It's I don't know. It's such a bummer. It's such a bummer. And I'm, like, I don't understand. I mean, I get the whole, like, you both want to work. You both want to have careers. But you still want to have children, too. So, I do get that, like, that part of it. But I would just want one of us to experience first. Whether it's me or whether it's my baby daddy or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah, like, I always think I think it would be so awesome. I would personally want to be a stay-at-home mom, at least for the first couple of years. Yeah. I, before I then, then when they can, like, go to school for a little bit or half the day, and then you can kind of do your own thing for a little bit. But, it's, yeah, the first years, few years, I feel like is so precious. Yeah. Like, I mean, once they hit, like, two and they're talking, it's just fun to see, like, uh, like my foster brother, like being able to like every new phrase or word that he does, it's so exciting. Like oh, yesterday, because yeah, he's like finally putting them together. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what does he say now? Oh, when there's something like out of place, because he likes he knows when things are out of place and he'll put them back. Oh, good. Like he's very like. So, for example, I had thrown, I had a stuffed animal. He got into the hand sanitizer and he poured it on his head and he had it all over and he poured it on my <laughs> one of my stuffed animals. <laughs> he's just being clean, okay? Right. So he thought it was shampoo. Uh, he loves bubbles and soap. So he thought he was going to get bubbles and soap. Um, he did not. He, he got it all over one of my stuffed animals that was on my bed. So I put it into the laundry basket. I'm like, I'll just wash it. And he saw that it was on the laundry basket. And he immediately grabs it and puts it back in the bed. He's like, this is not where this goes. <laughs> Does he do this with his toys? No, he doesn't care. I was like, so he was trying to help, but then really just made a bigger mess. He is a very helpful child, though. Well, it's good that you're learning like, hey, this doesn't belong here. Put it here. Because that is... A big that's a big thing for me that I appreciate when people do. <laughs> no, he he definitely like he does this thing where he'll grab a rag or he grabs a sponge if he sees a sponge sponge that's nearby, he'll grab and start cleaning the nearest thing and he goes, wash, 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 
Wash, wash, wash. And what's the other thing he does? You're like, child, learn to get on a step stool and do the dishes and do that. No, he does. I was cleaning the doors. Like I had the magic erasers and I was cleaning them because some of the like the the, the main doors get a lot of, you know, traction and dirt and stuff. So I started cleaning them and I gave him his own little eraser eraser thing. And we're like, wash, 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 wash. That's so cute. But he probably does such a terrible job. Yeah. I mean, it's still something. I don't ever. That's (laughs) a toddler's job. That's one of those things that I've had to learn. I'm like, I could do this so much faster if he's not here, quote unquote, helping me. But I never want to like have that curiosity or motivation to help like disappear. I don't want to like make him not want to help. And I think that's kind of like what my parents did. Like, hey, I want to watch you do this like with your power tools. Like, no, don't touch this. So we're like, okay. when we got older, we're like, we don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah, Screw that. We have no interest. So we always try to like incorporate him into everything. Yeah. See, that's the problem is like. That sounds like you have a lot of patience. You need that. And I don't have that. I don't have much of a patience quality at all. So hopefully but it's like you when, get- if I have my own children, they will teach me that quality. Right. Sometimes, like, my brother knows when I'm at the end of my rope. I'm like, your turn. I'm like, I need a break. And he's like, my brother's usually, like, he's... Not a disciplinarian, but he's very much more more firm, I think. Than, uh, I'm my surprised. Br- my brother is. He's just like, wow. no, we don't do that. No, that's not okay. You're not helping anymore. <laughs> well, like, because he, when, he when he gets mad, he'll start hitting. He's like, no hitting. Like, And we'll tell him that. And sometimes we just get tired and we're like, yeah, screw it. Hit everything you want, child. You're not going to hurt anything. Whatever. And then my brother's like, no, not acceptable. Um, he's like more, he lays down the law firmer than we do, even though I try to. Is he afraid of your brother then more? Mm, like Kinda he's, like, it's not oh, his favorite oh. person. It's not as like in like, I'm not saying that he hates him or anything, but like I'm his favorite. Yeah, because you let him do whatever you want. <laughs> not, no, no, I put him in timeout. He hates the high chair. That is his his timeout. He know, but I think it's because I, I have the cool room, so he'll oh. like he wants to be in my room so he can watch TV. He but, wants to be in the cool auntie right. room. The sissy, but like. I, I had a mess. Like I had, I was trying to fix a paper shredder, and there was paper shreds all over the floor. And he comes in. What? Uh oh. What you do? What you do? Even if he, something he does, if he drops something, breaks something, whatever, he's like, uh oh. What you do? It's like, what did you do? This is you. That's my usual response. I'm like, what did you do? And I realize he's not going to learn because I keep saying, what do? You, what did you do? That's what he's going to. Now he's going to blame someone else always. Right. What you do? And I'm like, I, it sounds almost like he's trying to purposely like, I broke this. What did you do? Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh man, but that is the joys. It, but. You have those moments like when I'm sitting there and he'll curl up next to me and I'll put my arm around him and then he'll immediately grab my arm and like hold him tighter, like grab my arm to hold him tighter. So you have these really sweet, cute moments. And I do feel like I helped raise him in a sense or have been raising him for a while. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, there's a lot of fun moments and a lot of crappy ones. So if you're thinking of having kids, think about it. (laughs) Think about it. Make sure you're uh i'm kind of ready i don't know i don't really feel like anyone's actually really ready i mean you know what happens and then you're like well here we are let's do it i mean no turning back hmm. now (laughs) (laughs) uh but we want to hear if you guys have any miva whole stories or if you want to comment on the uh miva whole stories that we had today from the jerk brother from the showing off uh, what motherhood or parenthood is really like uh we want to hear from you guys yes let us know We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.